Today we'll be talking with Justin Breen about keeping success simple. You don't want to miss this one, so don't you change that dial or drop that phone. We're about to level it up and shatter the mold. Question. In a world where groupthink is the norm, others want what you've earned, and thinking for yourself will get a target painted on your back, how do you flip the script and level up your business, your money, relationships, your health, your status, and your life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Shatter the Mold. Andrew S. Kaplan, really excited to be here with you today. We've got an awesome, really interesting guest. This one's going to be um, this is going to be an unpredictable one. It's going to take us in a few twists and turns, and I'm really looking forward to it. Um, before we get there, quick update on the last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read. Welcome to everyone who found it by reading the article in Yahoo or the article in USA Today or the article in Forbes or who found it through a friend or Amazon or any other way that you did. I really appreciate everyone that's written those five-star rave reviews. I appreciate the people that have written to me through via email letting me know how you are liking the content and how you're using it for your benefit and really just you know grateful for everyone overall who's just supported the project. Uh, really excited by where it's gone. We're probably over 60,000 copies sold. Um, I haven't done the exact numbers or, or run anything specific, but that's the way it's looking. And again, well over 1,500 five-star rave reviews on the Amazon US site, to say nothing of globally. So again, thank you so much for everyone for your support on that. And for those that have not checked it out yet, you can feel free to go to lastlawofattractionbook.com. That'll auto-forward you to the Amazon listing, where it's in Kindle or paperback or audiobook. Or, of course, if you don't want to pull out your wallet, you are free to go to youtube.com slash andrewcap. And uh, that's where I've got free content devoted to the book, whether it's new techniques, new methods, featured LOA uh, experts, or a few other surprises. But with that said, let's get to today's guest. Justin Breen is the CEO of Brepic Communications, a premier-level PR firm, as well as the author of the number one international best-selling book, Epic Business. Hardwired for seeking and creating viral, thought-provoking stories that the media can't get enough of, Justin finds the best stories when he networks with visionary entrepreneurs and executives who understand the value of investing in themselves and their businesses. He's a huge proponent of the power of introductions and the important relationships that they lead to, and he keeps himself extremely active in groups such as Entrepreneurs Organization, Strategic Coach, and Abundance 360. Uh, again, I have no doubt that we're going to have some really interesting insights from this one, so without any further ado, Shatter the Mold warmly welcomes Mr. Justin Breen. Justin, thank you so much for being here, my friend, and welcome to Shatter the Mold. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me on. I was watching your video about, uh, you know, magnet, you know, magnet. All my company is is just a giant magnet for tracking the right people. That's all it is. I love that perspective. You know, it's interesting because I, I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and everyone is dialed in in their own way. But I never I rarely even even the really highly successful ones. I rarely hear them articulate where they're relating it to to words or concepts like that. So what a cool way to to begin. And I can even say by the look on your face, um, you're like, well, this is just business as usual. But I mean, um, I'm 100 percent simplifier. So and you're you're a multiplier. You're blah 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 blah, and that's fine. So I like talking to multipliers because they take one idea and, <laughs> and all I hear is blah 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 and simplify it immediately. And so multipliers are like, oh, can you simplify all this for me? I'm like, yeah, easy. I love it. Everything. I love it. Now you started saying it right there, but I'm I'm going to take it a step further because I am a multiplier, right? Yeah, of course. In your own words, for people listening, even though we're past an introduction here, how do you describe what you do for people? 
Sure. So um, it's interesting because I don't sell anything. I don't even talk about what my company does unless someone asks. So you ask. So, um, And again, I'm a 100% simplifier. Blah, 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 blah. Immediately simplify things into patterns. That's how my brain works. So mm -hmm. I was a journalist for 20 years and created my entire business model based on how PR firms annoyed me for 20 years. So saw a problem, create a solution, problem solve, successful global company. And the problem that I saw over 20 years was hundreds of times a day for 20 years. I was annoyed by uh, useless press releases that were useless and receiving them from people I didn't know. So you're annoyed hundreds of times a day from people you don't know with useless content. So I just created a solution to that problem, solved mm. it, successful global company. Okay. So I'm going to play interpreter here. You'll let me know where I'm off here. It sounds like <laughs> you're, you're doing for people what was done to you, but in, a, in an unannoying way so that the message can get out to the right people. Yeah, so the secret to building a successful global company is very simple. And I started my company with zero business background four years ago. Now I have a global company that only works with the top people in the world because all my brain is, is a mindset that magnetizes the top people in the world and repels everyone else because they have no idea what I'm talking about. So the simple formula for building a successful global company is you see a problem, you create solution to problem, problem solved, you execute the solution, successful global company. So... All my company does is create newsworthy stories similar to what I did as a journalist. It becomes a link on the client's website under news or blog, so it'll look like a story you see in the New York Times or whatever. Take that link, pitch it to media all over the world, media's interested, put them in touch with the client. So solves the problem. So it works with any business size, any location, any vertical. That's that's just landing the plane stuff. I just only work with people with the top mindsets because those are the people that think of things as investments, not cost and live in abundance, not scarcity and are visionaries. So those are the only people I work with. Cool. Now, how much of this is collaborative and how much is it? You're just like, well, Justin, I am thinking like you just take the ball and run with it. Yeah. So at the highest level, there is no competition, only collaboration. There is no competition. So, uh, I guess technically landing the plane, I'm in the PR space and I was doing an interview the other day with a very, 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 very successful entrepreneur. And he's like, Oh, you're in a very competitive field. I go, no, not competitive at all. That's all collaboration at the highest level. There's only collaboration. So, and I'm just the buyer. I'm the buyer. Companies pay my firm, but I'm the buyer of only the people I want to hang out with. They just happen to pay my firm. And so anyone at the highest level would never try to do what my firm does by themselves because if you're, why would you, that's just nonsense. Like, why would you do that? Because you haven't spent 20 years as a journalist knowing what's wrong with the whole system and then creating a solution to that. So if I don't like to do something or I'm not exceptionally good at it, I just don't do it or I just hire the best person to do it because at the mm -hmm. highest level, you just find the right person to do it for you. You don't do that yourself. Right. Okay. So now, again, me being the multiplier, as you're saying this, I'm starting to create gaps that I fill in here. So I'm going to make an assumption and let me know if I'm wrong here. I'm getting the feeling that you are referral only. Is that wrong? Well, so that's, man, you're, you're interesting because you're a multiplier, but you simplify things. That's very interesting. So what your company does is multiply, multiply, multiply all these different things. My company does one thing at the highest level that multiplies things for everybody, but I'm at my core simplifier. So, um, to answer your question, you know, every Monday through Friday, I do 10 life-changing intros just because that's how my brain works. It's a CRM geniuses. I can just talk to someone halfway around the world and they'll say something and be like, oh, I know someone from New York that thinks like that. And I'll just connect them. So I do 10 of those every Monday through Friday and I get three to four every single day, Monday through Friday. So some of those folks want to hire my firm. Um, but I have 45,000 followers on social media also. And a lot of them are the top entrepreneurs in the world. And a lot of them are journalists. Um, so... I get, you know, people reach out to me that way. 
But at its core, at its very basic landing the plane, then yes, to answer your question, a lot of it's referrals because when you have the right mindset, it attracts the right network and creates the right opportunities. Mm-hmm. So from my perspective, there's no funnels, there's no gimmicks, there's no, no, no. You just create value for the highest level people, they create value for you. It just right. solves right. the problem. Just for people listening right now, I'm giving my interpretation, which may match up with yours or not. But even the way you are coming across right now, the way you're carrying yourself, the way you are being to not be too esoteric here, I think it's a wonderful example for people to follow because I guarantee you a lot of people listening to this, they do not have your personality, but that does not mean that they need to be lacking in your mindset. And it sounds Mm -hmm. to me like you're like, listen, money comes, awesome clients come, success comes, abundance comes, multiplication comes, all these things come just because. Not because I'm reaching for it, not because I'm trying, because, because this is the way it is. This is the vibe I'm getting off of you right now. Yeah, so you're either born the highest performing entrepreneur in the world or you're not. Like, um, So I started my company with zero business background four years ago, and I have a global company. Uh, top people in the world. Most people can't do that. Why can most people not do that? Because if most people could do that, they would do that. Most people can't. They don't. They're not born like that. Um, but to your point, what I work on every day is my mindset. I just treat my brain like a muscle. So I just build my mindset's impenetrable. And the beautiful thing about that is it just, I just grow it every day. So I have five to 10 conversations every Monday through Friday with the highest performing entrepreneurs in the world. And again, my brain is a CRM geniuses. I just remember things. And so mm-hmm. and I'd make very heavy investments to be in three of the top entrepreneurial groups in the world. They're all five figure investments because when you make an investment to be in a room with the highest level people, you become a highest, the highest level person, period. Cool. So this is good. I love where this is going. Um, so I'm hearing your mindset. I'm, I'm thinking, okay, well, did Justin read a book when he was younger or <laughs> did he run into a mentor? Like, like most people, they, they don't automatically get this way. They're exposed mm-hmm. to some source of information. And I see you nodding. Like how, what got you on this path? If anything got you to this path. So this path currently, um, I'll answer this in two ways. So, um, you know, we're coming up actually on the four-year anniversary of when my company actually incorporated. But so February 10th, 2017, I was working full-time as a journalist at a five-minute meeting with the, the company's uh, owner and managing editor. They proceeded to cut my salary in half due to just cutbacks. That's what happens to journalism. So I tried to find a job, couldn't find a job. April 16th, 2017, I incorporated my company for Epic. So four-year anniversary coming up. Um, over the next six weeks, I reached out to 5,000 people to find my first five clients. So one out of 1,000 people said yes, 999 no's for every yes. Again, most people can't do that. They just can't do that. Uh, I got the fifth client June 1st, resigned June 2nd, and then June 5th, Robert Feeder, he's the top media columnist in the Midwest, did a story and started my own firm. So that was just to get the company started. Again, 99% of the people in the world could not, they can't do that because they're not meant to. They can't handle that type of rejection. Okay, mm-hmm. so to get the company started, that was that answer. At this point, where my mindset is developed, um, I got my company to a certain profit revenue figure where I could join a group called Strategic Coach, which is you know the top entrepreneurial group in the world. I'm very confident saying that. Dan Sullivan, who's the top entrepreneurial coach who's ever lived, I'm very confident saying that. He co-founded that. So I've been in that for about two years and probably eh, 95, 96, 97% of the way I live my life is what I've learned in that program over the last two years and how I work on my mindset every day. 
I love it. I love it. You, I don't know if you've heard of him. You, to an extent, not not again your personality, but your mindset reminds me of Todd McFarlane, who for oh, people that um, have been listening to my podcast, I had the pleasure of interviewing him last year. And he's worth, not that it's all about money, but because it's a good indicator, he's worth a third of a billion dollars. And when he was trying to be a comic artist, he went through 700 rejections. Again, like for you, it's like, that's oh, that's entrepreneur nothing. Life. That's entrepreneur That's right. Again, that's entrepreneur life. So uh, on the Gallup or Clifton Strength Finders, there's 34 of those. So I'm dead last in empathy, 34 out of 34. Now, what <laughs> surprised me about that is for people like that, I can, I'm tremendously empathetic. Why? Because I understand what you have to go through to get to this point. And again, most people make excuses at the highest level. There's only investment, no excuses. And I have no tolerance for excuses. Only investment at the high, and I'm telling, I mean, I'm guessing Todd's the same way. And um, so, again, all I do most of my day is talking to the top performing entrepreneurs five to ten times a day every Monday through Friday. And then as a journalist, I've interviewed over 10,000 people. So I just simplify everything and see patterns. And and it's very simple because I only work with people with three three attributes in their mindset, only three. Because when you have these three attributes, you can only be one of two types of people, people like Todd. And so the three attributes are abundance, visionary, investment. Abundance, visionary, investment. So people with those three attributes are either running high six-figure to ten-figure businesses, they see their families whenever they want to, and they do what they like to do and what they're good at, or they're going to be one of those people. They're not there yet revenue-wise, but they will be. So there's no what do you cost or charge. There's no scarcity. There's no excuses. There's only investment. So the way I talk and the way I live my life and the way my company raises its rates exponentially just weeds out all nonsense. And it only attracts greatness. That's that's all it is. It just weeds out nonsense and attracts people that get it. And then those people, they only hang out with other people like that. Because if you're at if you're Todd McFarlane, you're not hanging out with wannabes. You're not. You're just hanging out with other Todd McFarlanes. So then those people just introduce me to other people like that, and it just grows and grows. Wow. Just wow, that actually happens. That's the difference. Wow is meaningless unless it actually happens. Mm. Wow is meaningless. It's a meaningless term unless it actually happens. So I'm in this group called. Abundance 360. So 99% of the folks are running $10 million to $10 billion companies that have made a big investment to be in that room because it's wow that actually happens. It's the people building flying cars with the capital to do it. It's the people planning missions to Mars with the capital to do it. It's the people building island economies off the coast of Central America, which I've seen, because they're, they're doing it. They're, it's wow that actually happens because wow, wow is meaningless. Wow is meaningless unless something's done about it. That's what I mean. I have no tolerance for excuses make it happen well i love this you know right now it's funny i'm I'm so intrigued by this conversation and my struggle is like wow we are really peeling the onion away for from like mindset that i would love to reaffirm for people but simultaneously i'm like okay i also want to dig into this guy's talent because it's clear that that's a piece of the puzzle i'm, I'm wondering because you're talking about like you know you're getting pitched by these stories they're, they're inane they suck they're boring you what you know for people to learn from like what should people be doing in their presentation of their story that they're missing that would change everything if there's such a thing yeah so one again people at the highest level would never try to do this themselves they would hire someone like me and my firm to actually because why would you you do if, if someone asked me to build a flying car i wouldn't do it i would just invest in someone who's building flying cars you know so i spent my whole life as a journalist and uh Spent my whole life, so all I hear is blah blah blah, and immediately can simplify it. I wrote mm -hmm. my book in forty-three days; it was easy. And as a journalist, I wrote two to three stories on deadline every day for twenty years. It's easy. So 
So media only needs two things. They only need two things. One is a good story, which everyone has, what you've overcome in life, where you came from, why you're starting something, your real, your mission, your core. And then two is a news peg. News peg is why is it a story now? So did you launch a book? Are you running across the United States? Did your company pivot since COVID? But again, no one in the right mind would try to do this themselves because they don't know how to do that. Why would they know how to do that? They're not, they're not a master of that. And mm-hmm. uh, again, if I don't, if I'm not good at something or I don't like to do it, I don't do that myself. I just fire someone or just don't do it. It doesn't, I would never try to do something myself that I'm not good at. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny. In like listening, um, part of my um, probing process is like, you know what? I agree. They should, they should hire you. But I'm also wondering like when they hear stuff like you're just describing, it's something that they can repurpose towards asking for a raise or towards getting an interview. You know what I mean? Doing stuff that doesn't even fall into that. I'm, I, like, it sounds to me also like whether it's intuitive or um, it's on purpose or both. Like it sounds like you understand pattern interrupts, for example, when you're pitching stuff. Yeah, that's really interesting how your brain thinks. Um, Cause you are, you are a simplifier. You might be like me um, or you're a simplifier and your company's a multiplier. So I'm a hundred percent simplifier. My company is actually a hundred percent multiplier, but me mm-hmm. and my core, I'm a hundred percent simplifier. And so, um, while that doesn't happen is meaningless to me. While that actually happens is very meaningful to me. And so when I hear something in a conversation and it's a wow, that's happening or going to happen, my brain immediately dings and how I create stories how I create stories or edit them is just a series of dings. Here's a ding, 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 and each ding's a sentence. And I can take all this this fluff and nonsense and immediately simplify it into a 400, 500-word story that's just all dings that mm. media really wants to really wants to do and the general public cares about. And then I'm not sending my media contacts across the world a bad story. Why? Because those people are also annoyed hundreds of times a day by from people they don't know with useless content. So one of my best friends is Nick Peterson. He's a great guy. He's a genius entrepreneur. One of his favorite sayings is the process is the shortcut. The process is the shortcut. So all my company's processes is a shortcut to get get through all this nonsense and just get results. Just get results. Wow. Wow, that actually happens. I'm glad I wrote my book before this conversation. Otherwise, people would be thinking that I took all your ideas and used it to write it because like i'm vibe like it's like i'm with you on that we get get rid of the fluff get to what people need because obviously we're in an instant gratification three second attention span world and people just don't have the patience for it nope no they don't and so again when you find the right people with the right mindsets it becomes a big small world and again all my company is just a big small world those people with those three attributes Mm -hmm. and we're just living on our own little island which is not a little island actually so I would I would describe it as like um, the way I talk and communicate and, and my you know potential clients if you really want to look at it that way it's for the point one percent not the one percent the point one percent and you know most people most people who are not living in abundance they're living in scarcity they're like oh that's a real small audience I go no there's eight billion people on the planet so point one percent of eight billion is eight million. Eight million people is a lot of people, and you know what those eight million do? Those are the ones that create the technologies, the wow that actually happens and employs everyone else. So that's why I work with those people, because they're the ones that actually do something, and then they help everyone else. So I'm actually helping the world by helping this, this, these eight million. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure I'm hearing right. I, hear, I, I think I'm hearing the word wow a lot, the wow that actually happens. Am I hearing you correctly, or am I missing a word? Well, so what happens during these interviews 
it's, I say things and people are like, wow, like, oh, yeah, great. Got wow, it. it's great, but wow, that actually happens. Yeah, so I'll give you another example. So every time I tell this story, someone says, wow, but now I'm prefacing it with that, so you might not say, wow. So when I was born, my dad was 61 and my mom was 27, so he had 34-year difference. If my dad was alive now, he'd be 105. So uh, he was a World War II hero, became attorney in the Nuremberg Trials, became the president of an insurance company. Came from, he and his three brothers came from nothing. And uh, my father was a, a genius writer. Uh, he died when I was 13, and uh, my most cherished possession is the diary he wrote from the Battle of the Hurricane Forest, which is one of the deadliest battles for the end of World War II. And again, you don't make excuses, you just get things done. So in a foxhole and people firing at him, he just wrote this diary, which is one of the greatest things ever written. So I found it after he died, and uh, I write exactly like he does. Boom, 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 just inform and entertain. No fluff, no nonsense, just inform and entertain. And so it's a very special connection that I have with him, not only because he was a war hero, but to have that diary, and I'm like, oh, I write exactly like he does. And then my mom was 27, so, so my dad in his late 50s, uh, he was driving on an expressway near Chicago, and a drunk driver went across the grassy median, hit him head on, and the drunk driver was killed instantly, but my dad broke every bone in his body, but he didn't die because you don't make excuses. You just survive. And then my mom was his nurse, so my mom literally nursed him back to health, saved his life. And, uh, again, my, most of my days talking to the top entrepreneurs in the world, and uh, I've never met anyone in my life that more hustled than my mom, ever. I've never met anyone in my entire life that more hustled than my mom. The ultimate survive and thrive. What my mom has overcome in life, it's it's unbelievable, except it's wild that it actually happened. And so you combine genius war hero, writing, Nuremberg trial, attorney, president of insurance company with endless hustle, I, here I am. That's why I can do this. Most people aren't genetically, they're not born to be able to do, handle that type of rejection. Mm. I can just do it. Well, I'll say wow anyway, because wow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so I want to I want to pull back just a little because you're mentioning that these conversations that you have like this is consistent flow of conversations with these high level people. Are you getting into these conversations because people are being sent your way or because you're reaching out or a combination? Like, how do you get in the room, so to speak, whether it's in person or Zoom? How do you get in the room with these people? Well, yeah, that's a good, these are landing the plane questions, and normally I get very annoyed with landing the plane questions because I'm floating or up, up here flying the plane, but these are good ones because I think that's what people, they want to know how I did this. They're oddly fascinated with my brain. Yes. They're just like, how did you do this? I had zero business. I'd never heard the word entrepreneur growing and, up. And um, to interrupt you real quick, Justin, the reason I've identified is because no one could ever be you just like you can never be someone else. But to whatever measure people can, they love to know the how because they intuitively, without even realizing it, search for parts of their personality that are compatible with as many steps as possible to do it. So uh, thank you for the compliment that you enjoy the question, despite that they're usually annoying. And thank you for answering, because that's definitely like my identification people want to hear so they can use whatever they can. Yeah. So the reason I get annoyed with the questions usually is because the people I talk to five times, times a day, they don't ask me that they're already in the room. They, they're not that but you're asking for your audience which i appreciate and so one you just make the investment um <laughs> the, the groups i'm in are all five-figure investments most people they look at everything as a cost if someone asks me what are your costs or charge within five or ten minutes i'll never talk to that person again why because they're toxic 
and then they only hang out with other toxic people who are toxic only hang out with other toxic people because people at the highest level why would you hang out with someone who's toxic you just keep rising and then you look for people that support you and invest in you you don't you don't hang out with people that ask what do you cost or charge and why would you do that and so and so you make the investment to be in that room and again through sheer will and guts or never giving up and whatever rejection i got to the point where i could join strategic coach and then i'm on the board of entrepreneurs organization and then then i joined abundance 360 but what i will say what i will say is that i've had a lot of good mentors along the along the way and then when mentors say something when someone at a certain level tells me to do something i do it i don't i don't say i don't question it. i just do it and most people don't have the guts or they're scared to do it i'm not i just make the investment I just so people with the wrong mindset again people with the wrong mindset make excuses people with the right mindset making the investment and at the highest level if you want to be at the highest level there are no excuses mm. there are no excuses only investment and all my personality does is weed out people that make excuses because I have no tolerance for it and the people in my network have no tolerance for it they just want results no excuses and you know please let me know if this isn't your experience and I'm I'm investing in the rooms myself. I don't think I'm investing the same capital, but I'm still getting with really high quality people. My experience has been everyone at a higher level wants to help intuitively, but also is like, as long as you're, you're not, I'll, I'll watch my language. Cause I'm not sure how many you're going to want to share this interview with. As long as you're not a jerk about it, as long as you're actually grateful, as long as you're in the room to help yourself, this is a thing where we, we like a rising tide raises all ships and they're going to want to help you, even if they're not getting something out of it, but at the least that they, they would hope for gratitude and appreciation and not being taken for granted. Yeah. Okay. So the three groups I'm in, there's, <laughs> there's no, 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 no competition. Only that's what I mean. At the highest level, there is no competition, only collaboration. There's mm -hmm. no competition, none. And um, I don't care about revenue at all. It's meaningless to me. My company is very profitable. There's a big difference between profit and revenue. Revenue is meaningless. Mm. <laughs> it's a term driven by ego and greed and vanity. I talk to a lot of people, oh, five million revenue. I go, what's your profit? And then tumbleweed rolls by or, you know, crickets because there's no profit or very little profit. My company's almost all profit. And uh, I spend my entire day doing what I like to do and what I'm good at. And I only work with a certain type of person that understands what I'm talking about. And, um, Again, in these groups, I mean, there's no competition at all. None. Why would there be competition? Because everyone's trying to help each other. And again, when you're in the right room with the right people, all this magic happens. It's just when I started, when I started, um, again, the way where I'm from and my parents, I wasn't meant for lower level networking groups. That's not my brain. That's not my genetics. I was up for these groups. I just didn't know it until I joined them. I don't need a painter or whatever. And like, so I was, I was talking to one of my mentors about two and a half years ago. I'm like, is there something wrong with me? Like, I don't need a painter. Why are these people asking, what do you cost? <clears throat> He's like, well, you're not a, you're not one of those people. You're in these groups. You need to join these groups. So then I joined those groups. I'm like, oh, okay. now I get it. Now I'm where I belong. Mm. Awesome. I, I really hope everyone listening right now is paying close attention because you're saying a lot very clearly and very directly, you know, simplifier fashion, but there's also a lot of insight and wisdom between the lines here that mm -hmm. people should really be reading. It really is 
it's it's one thing to intellectually understand this attitude and this mindset. It's another thing to live it. And I'm getting the Bible. Hundred percent. That's yeah. This is, so it's hilarious because um, I actually do very little talking when I'm not being interviewed. Why? Because what's the point of talking? Just all I want to do is results. Just get results. People, I don't have time to waste time. I don't have time for time vampires. But people, they, a lot of people talk endlessly, and there's no meat behind any of it. There's no results. So I talk very little. I just want to get results. So I was saying. My, uh, you know, strength finders dead last in empathy, right? So my top five are activator, maximizer, achiever, competition, even though I don't believe in competition. It's all collaboration. And then uh, what is the fifth one? I think it's strategic. Strategic. So it's like boom, 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 boom. Just get it done. Don't even talk. Just get it done. And then activator is the fascinating one. That's my number one. That's zero to 20%. Get it right off the ground. And then maximizer is 80 to 100%, maximize at the end. So it's beginning highest level, middle highest level, end highest level. Never, It's just a constant like engine running on as high RPM as you can imagine, but with results. Mm-hmm. Results. Since I'm sure people are curious, you're, you're, you know, you're using empathy, you're using activator. What tests were you using if people want to try this for themselves? Yeah, Gallup, G-A-L-L-U-P. That's the Strength Finders one. There is a Clifton Strength Finders as well. Beautiful. Uh, my favorite test is Colby, K-O-L-B-E. Um, and again, I'm 100% simplifier. There's two reasons why um, I like Colby the best. One, when I talk to someone who knows their Colby score, uh, it's a higher level of conversation 100% of the time. Not 99%, 100%. Because it's not your personality, it's your, how your brain operates. It's your brain strengths. And so, so that's one reason. And then the second reason is because it's the Bible of Strategic Coach, which is the top entrepreneurial group in the world. So in Strategic Coach, on your name tag, it's your name, the industry you're in. So ours would be marketing. It wouldn't, wouldn't be the name of your company. And then it's your Colby score. And so here's where I am very different than most, most high, really high-performing entrepreneurs. So Colby, is it's four scores, and there are no bad scores. But uh, one of the scores is Fact Finder. One is follow through, one is quick start, boom, 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 and then one is implementer. And in, in this case, implement means building something or working with your hands. So it's one to ten. Ten is the highest. Again, there are no bad scores. So I'm an eight fact finder. That's astronomically high. I'm a six follow through. That For an entrepreneur, that's astronomically high. Most entrepreneurs are ADD diagnosed or undiagnosed or a two or three follow or a one follow through. So that's why they have to hire a million people. <laughs> I have six follow through, so I don't need to hire. I mean, I could hire people if I wanted to. I just don't need to because I just do it. So I'm a seven quick start. <clears throat> that's pretty high. Most of the really high performing entrepreneurs I talk to are eight or nine or a 10, even the 10. And then, uh, Implementer, again, building things with your hands, not actually executing, but building things with your hands. I'm a one. I'd be a negative three million if that score existed. If you ask me to do a puzzle or follow directions or go to Ikea, I'll basically have a nervous breakdown. Um, so I just, yeah, I don't do any of that. But So most entrepreneurs are like really, really high quick start and almost no follow through. That's why they have a million employees because they're just idea, 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 and then no one. They have to have follow through. Someone has to follow through, or it's just not going to happen. I just do it. Say it, do it. Say it. Do it. Say it. Do it. Cool. Cool. So, full disclosure, my audience—they've probably heard me say this before. But when I interview someone before we hit the record button, I'm like, "Is there something you want to talk about?" Because it, it helps me kind of set the tone. 
And for, you know, so everyone knows, we're like, well, let's just see where the conversation goes. So here we've been seeing where the conversation is going for, I don't know, 25 minutes, a half hour. Based on what we've done so far, we've covered a lot of ground. Thank you so much for that. Is there anything that you are inspired that you want to share that you want people to hear right now, just based on the flow of the conversation? Yeah. So my dad died when I was 13 and he lived just long enough, lived just long. I, I was around just long enough to get his advice. So the most important thing anyone has ever told me is what he always said is that the cream rises to the top, the cream rises to the top. So if he had died when I was 10, I don't think it would have sunk in, but I was, that was toward the end of my eighth grade year when my dream was starting to develop more. So I only work with the cream that's risen to the top or the people that'll do what it takes to rise to the top. That's it. I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> awesome interview. Um, so, so powerful. Um, I almost lost my train of thought on this one here, <laughs> but <laughs> cause like, I really am. I'm pleasantly surprised by, again, you never know what you're going to get, but there's so much into, into what you've been saying here. And I really, I'm excited to share this with my audience based on what you're saying. Um, well, I mean, I guess the, the obvious, even though, again, you're, you're kind of referral only, but if people do want to connect with you or reach out and learn more, like what's the best way for them to do it? Yeah. My company's called Brepic. Um, it's always funny cause we never talk. I wrote an international best-selling book. <laughs> Never talk about that either. Chris Voss, who wrote Never Split the Difference, did the foreword. So anyone who knows anything has read Never Split the Difference who knows who Chris Voss. So, oh, yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but no, I mean, I have 25,000 followers on LinkedIn. So Justin Breen on LinkedIn. And, uh, yeah, I mean, again, all that happens from these interviews, which I'm very grateful for. And, by the way, I start my day with a, a grateful journal to my wife. Uh, I write something I'm grateful for, for her from the previous day. And then I end my day with a grateful journal on LinkedIn where I, and I'll include this as well, but so to my 25,000 plus followers, I write what I'm grateful for that day. But uh, LinkedIn's a good way to, to follow me and I use it as a commercial for other people. Um, before I get to the final question, I just want to give one more observation, um, which I think is obvious to people, but just in case it isn't, and I don't know if you've heard this before, but the, the vibe I get from you is whoever you are, whatever you're doing, wherever you are here, you are clearly unapologetic about who you are and what you're doing. I don't sense any hesitation. I don't sense any reservation. And again, entrepreneurs, they're very ambitious. They're really, they're, they're balls to the wall, but not all of them are unapologetic. I don't think I, I'm working on becoming more unapologetic. Yeah. And this is what I get off of you. Like when, when you hear me saying that, what are your thoughts as you're nodding right now? Yeah, directness weeds out nonsense and attracts greatness. That's not, no, 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 no. Why would I apologize for being who I am? I'm not apologizing. No. So how did I, again, how did I create a global company in four years with zero business background? One, I was genetically built to do this. Two, my mindset's impenetrable. Why is it? Because I'm unapologetic. Because I know who I am. And here's the more important thing. I know who I am not. Mm. I'm not a glad-hitting BS artist. I am not a PR flag. I'm an entrepreneur who happens to be a journalist. Very big difference. Um, direct as they come. I have no tolerance for laziness or excuses. Most people try to be everything for everyone. I'm one thing. My company's one thing for the highest performing people or the people that will make the investment to do what it takes. So I've had multiple billionaires that are clients and multiple people that are dirt broke. Why? Because if you doesn't matter. You make the investment. No excuse. You find a way to make the investment at the highest level. So no, why would I apologize for that? In fact, I think it should be the opposite. And I hate using the word should, but 
I wish more people were like this because a lot more stuff would get done and there'd be a lot more wow that actually happens opposed to blah, 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 and nothing ever actually happens. And most people are miserable because they're wow that never happens. They have these ideas and they never do anything about it. They have all these great things and they never make the investment. I have no tolerance for that. I just don't have tolerance for it. You make the investment. Love it. Uh, last question for you, my friend. Um, this will be an interesting one hearing from you. If you can go back in time, <laughs> 10, 15, 20 years in the past, mm-hmm. and give yourself any piece of advice, what, if anything, mm-hmm. would that be? Yeah, so I'm 43, and that's a good question. And uh, I always know the answer to this immediately because um, because I just know. So uh, I got a full academic scholarship to the University of Illinois. I got 32 MACTs, so pretty, you know, I have somewhat of a brain. Um, never heard the word entrepreneur growing up. Didn't even know what a business was until I started this. I didn't know you had to pay taxes four times a year when I started this company. I, I still don't know what an escort means. I have no idea what that means, why I don't really care, but I still don't know what it means. In fact, I'm purposely trying to avoid finding out what escort means. I don't want to at this point because I think it's funny. But if I had if I had done things over again, I would have um, taken classes in college, entrepreneurial classes taught by actual entrepreneurs, not somebody who's been in an ivory tower doing nothing for 20, 30 years with no real world experience. And, and so my kids are six and eight. My sons are six and eight, and my eight-year-old's already started his first business uh, when he was seven, and then my six-year-old wants to be a Navy SEAL. He'll, he'll probably be a doctor like, like his mom and wife, but um, so uh, when I'm in all these high-level groups, I, they sit on my lap and watch it with me. That's the best part about this is that I'm giving them a real, <clears throat> quote-unquote, real education about how the real world actually works, and so that's a great honor, and I'm very grateful for that. So if I had to go back to college, I would have taken those classes. But now I get to teach my sons how things really happen. Awesome. Justin, I've really enjoyed this conversation. And I say it often, but there's so much gold that I hope people will listen back to this interview and and cherry pick what works for them because you automatically left a lot on the table for them. So thank you so much for having this conversation and sharing your gifts. Well, you're welcome. And you said the best part is that they can cherry pick it. I mean... What I hear, I take, I talk to all these amazing people, and then they say something that resonates with me, and then I just do it. That's that's what I do. I listen, and if it, it works for me, or if they're high enough level and they tell me to do it, I do it. I don't, I just do it. So, again, the people who get it are will do it. The people that, you know, they're just listening to this for, and that's fine. They won't do anything. And that, I mean, that's fine. I just, there's no place in my world for that. It's only the people that'll do it. Everyone, you heard straight from the source. If you find something that works and resonates, do it. Thank you, Justin. Thank you again, Justin. That was an awesome interview. I really appreciate it, guys. I'm going to leave his LinkedIn profile link in the video description on YouTube here where this video is. And of course, uh, if you're listening on audio, it's going to be at shatteredamoldpodcast.com where this episode resides. And a quick reminder, again, you can check out my book, The Last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read by going to lastlawofattractionbook.com or you can go to my YouTube channel devoted to the book and uh, that's youtube.com slash Cap. Also, please feel free, if you haven't done so already, pull out that phone, hit that subscribe button, leave a quick, honest, written review about this podcast and how you're liking it, how you've been liking the guests. And if you are liking the guests, then stay tuned. We've got a lot more awesome ones on the way. So thanks again for listening. Stay tuned, and I will see you again next time. 
thank you for listening to Shatter the Mold at www.shatterthemoldpodcast.com. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold.